Hey, hello everyone out there. Welcome to the PlayStation Report. I'm Frank, and joining me is Tyler. Tyler, how you doing? I am all right. How about you? Could be better. Could be better. My my fantasy football team uh, shat the bed, so to speak. I oh, I haven't even looked at mine. I totally well forgot. for thir- I only had two players playing Thursday. Okay. So yeah, uh, Zeke. And Mike Evans, it was actually a meme on Twitter. That's how you know it's bad when it, when having those two players becomes a meme on on Twitter. Um, yeah, that's that's me. I'm I'm the one crying about Tom Brady throwing to everyone but Mike Evans mm-hmm. and Zeke just not being involved. Yeah, I'm not doing very good. My projection has went way down from what I had. Oh. Hmm. Uh, the Bucks scored negative three points for me. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not doing very good. <laughs> right now. All right, we did have but the kickoffs for today. I do have C.D. Lamb on my bench with 19 and a half points. That's, God damn it! Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh well. All right. Well, <laughs> enough about fantasy football. Um, yeah, football Christ. is back. It is. And. It um, is. It's just, look, I know there's there's a lot of people vaccinated, all this stuff. It is still a little jarring to just see every NFL stadium literally packed with people. It might be. It's just kind of wild. I know there's been a lot of other events, but it's just like, wow. It just kind of puts into perspective a little bit how many people <laughs> yeah. always come to these events every week. So. I mean, it, don't get me wrong. It makes the atmosphere of the games like way more exciting. Not gonna it, lie. Yeah, it, it does. I just don't want to be part of that. Yeah, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> I'm not ready to be in a crowd that big for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, luckily we have Vigi Games. Yeah, it was a big week. Yeah, it was a big week. Yeah, we've got. Yeah, we have plenty of announcements to get to. Um, Tyler, I'm. I usually let you go first here, but I need to make an excuse up front. Okay. This week saw the global release of World Flipper. What is this? It is a mobile game. It is a pinball RPG gotcha game. Oh, God. That is a mix. Yeah. It <laughs> That's is. a potent mix. So what you do is that you... you you either pay money or you earn this currency in the game to pull a pack of 10 JPEGs, and you really want the ones with five stars <laughs> because the five-star JPEGs generally have cooler design and generally are better mechanically. Um, but, yeah, it's it's that. You play pinball with a party of three, and each of those three can have, like, an assist character, which is another JPEG of another anime character. Mm. Um, and yeah, you play pinball, you fight bosses on like a pinball board. It's it's really cool. Yeah, that sounds cool. Like, how does the monetary stuff work? Do you uh, feel like it's kind of screwing you? So it is in the very early phase when they launch one of these gotcha games where they're just throwing shit at you. Mm. They're like, hey... Go, yeah. go, go! Pull another pack. Here, here's one on us. Mm-hmm. 
here's here's all this currency that you're earning because you're getting all the uh, early achievements in the game that unlock that give you bonus currency. Um, so yeah, that that does begin to slow down a little bit. Um, I I think I'm still a little bit early. Excuse me, a little bit early to be judging that. Um, but the game itself, playing it, I enjoy. I like pinball. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like uh, this aspect of team building because each of like each of your characters has like different abilities and different kinds of like stats and how they affect um, how like assist characters affect like your abilities. Yeah, it's just generally a good time uh you heard some of the music it's got some really upbeat music uh it it sounds really cool Mm -hmm. um the characters designs in general have been really awesome uh i have some really cool characters i've got i've got a robot uh guy who wears a suit he's real cool uh i got this fox lady who um it, it yeah there's just a huge variety of things i got a dog a dog person and a cat person there's a world a story in which the dogs and cats are at war Ooh. and you try to bring peace but yeah it's it's generally just a good time and uh, a surprise to me um this has been out in japan and i believe other asian territories for a while now but it just had its global release so a lot more people are getting into it including me because i don't feel like jumping through all the loops to play a game in a different region mm-hmm. except for grand blue fantasy uh which i i think i stopped playing that um <laughs> but yeah i'm i'm just i'm i'm surprised i i always knew like i always liked playing pinball like mm-hmm. pinball games i love pokemon pinball yes. even going way back yes i, I believe it was which Windows version was it? But there was like this space pinball thing on an old Windows install that uh-huh. I used to play, like all the time. So yeah, I'm I'm just happy that pinball is coming back in video game form. Pokemon pinballs, fucking awesome. They should do another one of those. They should. They should. You know, more, more IPs should look at pinball and be like, "Can I do that?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So is that all you played this week? No, that isn't all I played. But I'll let you talk a little bit about what you've okay. played. Um, I've played a few things. Um, I can't remember if I when I did this, so I'm just gonna say it here real quick. Finish the F1 2021 story mode. Okay. I can't remember if I talked about that last week. You talked it. about playing it. I'm not sure if you talked about finishing it. Okay. So yeah, I ended up finishing that. Um, it was it was cool. Um, and, you know, the story came together in a cool way, kind of corny a little bit, but, uh, you know, the relationship between the two drivers that you kind of go back and forth with was, uh, was cool. I thought at the end, it was a fine story. Yeah. I really wonder, you know, what does F1 2022 have? Do they keep doing this sort of thing? Cause you know, they did put some time into this for sure. Um, but yeah, it was it was neat. It, I think if you are a fan of playing these games, I think this is worth the five hours that you will mm. spend playing it. Um, so I did that. Um, then don't really ask me why. I played through the Battlefield Five campaign, 
kind of random, I know. I, this game was a PlayStation Plus game uh, a few months ago, and I grabbed it, and I'm like, ah, I never played that campaign. I, I could play it. Um, so, yeah, I played through all the levels except the last one, which I think is the one where you're playing as a Nazi. Oh, okay. The last tiger. Yep. The Nazi tank commander? Yeah, yep. I didn't play that one because um, I'm like, yeah, I don't really need to play as a Nazi. Um, this game, dude, I don't know. Like... I found this campaign both kind of cool, but then incredibly fucking frustrating and boring all at the same time. Um, first of all, no surprise, this game is stunningly beautiful. There are so many fucking awesome looking things in this campaign and just environments that are so good that even like this is a PS4 game like they look better than some PS5 games. Like, it's just crazy what DICE gets out of the Frostbite engine, and I, it just gets me so much more excited of what they can do once they totally shift to development on PS5. Um, so that was fucking cool. The shooting, of course, feels good. It's Battlefield. I like that stuff. The sound design's great. Um... I just found some of the mission design to just be kind of frustrating. And, like, and mostly because a lot of the levels are very open-ended. And you have, like, three different objectives. And you got to go take them out in whatever order you want. And then the maps are huge that you're on. And that stuff is cool. The freedom there. I like that. Um, but they wanted you to basically play it as a stealth game when Battlefield is not a stealth game. And so I just found that, like, incredibly frustrating. And then there's, like, you know, these alarms that you can disable, and if they get sent off, then reinforcements are coming, and then you're overwhelmed, and it's like, dude, it was just, like, over and over again. I'm like, this is just really frustrating. Um, but, like, the first level, I just, I found that just be not great. Um, especially at the end when you were just defending yourself against waves and waves of enemies and fucking tanks and all sorts of stuff. And I'm like, like, this is just going on and on and on. Uh, then the second level, I think, is the one um, kind of there's a lot of snow um, and there's some cool environments there. I really like that one overall, but. Once again, I found the ending to be a little frustrating with it, where it just felt like a just just ridiculous shootout, and the cover really wasn't there. Um, and then the last level was more of an action-oriented level. That one was was fine. There was some cool sneaking through the woods, but once again, but like Battlefield's not a stealth game. It just doesn't feel right in a way. Um, so yeah, that's that. <laughs> basically played through those levels in like two sittings and I'm like you know what I'm, I'm good I, I don't even really have any interest in playing the multiplayer for this game it's just a it's a fine game I don't know yeah. it's not that exciting yeah. to me as a battlefield <laughs> battlefield game so you didn't you play through this campaign I played I, I forget did. how many of those campaigns I played through yeah um, but yeah I I'll just say it wasn't very memorable. <laughs> no, and I, I totally know that I will completely forget about playing this. <laughs> yeah. um, like, the only thing I remember is, like, 
being on skis, and I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that was cool, and that's the second level. The second level is definitely the coolest one. Um, I, I really enjoyed that part. So, yeah, I don't know, man. It's, I hope the new Battlefield's good. I really do, too. And I, I think I think just the multiplayer focus alone should make it better than this one, just because that's where the bread and butter of this franchise is. Yeah. So... Yeah, I don't know. I really hope I hope the new one's good as well. So, did that. Um, then I started um, a Plague Tale Innocence. Um, so this was another PlayStation Plus game, the PS5 version, a couple months ago. Um, <clears throat> I am very much enjoying this game so far. Uh, I think it's very interesting. Um, I'm about, or, or no, I'm three chapters in, so I'm at the very beginning of the fourth chapter. Um, which probably equates to maybe an hour, hour and a half. Um, so far, the chapters in the beginning have been kind of short. But, um, yeah, so this game's primarily kind of a stealth game, but I think the story so far is really intriguing. Um, you know, and also just, you know, never really played a game in this time period. Kind of weird, I guess, playing it in 2021, um, you know, because this game is set during the plague um and mm, but it's yeah. it's just the environments in the in the the lives that you see these people living and stuff like that i just i don't know i find it kind of interesting to to see that stuff and to just kind of be in this world um lots of rats oh finally yeah. ran into the rats um and i i've at least so far uh have found that stuff kind of kind of fun in a way it's a little bit of a puzzle to figure out how to get through these areas um a little unrealistic in a way um but but still uh still fun to do cool you know it's fun to like explore a lot of these areas i mean it's for the most part it's a very linear game but there's a lot of nooks and crannies you can get into finding different um materials so then you can upgrade things you can upgrade your sling and your pat, your pouch, all that stuff. Mm. Um, you can kind of command your brother um, to kind of like be like, "Hey, stay here, go into this, do whatever." Um, so I'm curious how much that might expand, but it's a, it's a cool game for for what it is too. I think they've just done a really good job, um, and you know, it's it's not a naughty dog game you know what i mean so don't expect that level of polish like during the cutscenes, like some of the lip syncing is a little wonky and stuff like that but it still is is pretty good like the voice acting itself is good the music's great and uh yeah i'm just looking forward to playing more of it yeah it's just something with the the lip syncing thing um i i wonder if like i'd have to do some research i wonder what language they first imagined this game being yeah, because so, sometimes sure. sometimes that that's a factor especially when a game doesn't have a budget to go redo uh -huh. animations for different languages yeah that 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 can be a problem yeah you yeah. see it a lot of times like especially with um you don't watch it but anime so originally <laughs> releases in japanese and right. they try to do a dub of it but the right. dub doesn't necessarily match the lips so right yeah yeah, we, we actually started watching a movie on Netflix. It's called A Classic Horror Story. And it's a, an Italian movie. And it was originally filmed, like, with a, a, a 
Italian. Um, and then they did like an English dub over top of that. Yeah. But it is so off. Like the, the, just the movement of the human lips, you know, this isn't an animated thing. So it is so off that like we couldn't, I couldn't get through it anymore. I'm like, just watch sub, just have subtitles on. Yeah. Well, we did, but, but still it was just, it was very jarring just watching that with humans. I don't know. I haven't really seen that with humans too much, but it's not like a, I guess I almost want to maybe try watching it again in the Italian language. Yes, in Italian, that, that's what I was yeah. suggesting. Like, yeah. Because that, that's what Cause... I do with some, some games, too, like the Metro games. I yeah. I played in Russian with some subtitles. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, you know, maybe maybe uh, maybe if I ever go back to The Witcher, I'll play it in Polish with <laughs> subtitles. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but otherwise, Plague Tale is pretty good. I'm looking forward to playing it more, and I, I'm... Yeah, I mean, I'm so I'm pretty early into this game. I'm curious like where it goes, but then I'm also just like I I'm kind of curious what the sequel is going to look like because I'm sure they're going to have a much bigger budget for the sequel. Mm. It's going to be a lot more anticipated because yeah. I feel like this game's just kind of had a buzz about it for a few years since it's been out. Also, the PS5 version runs pretty well. Um, I know I I remember hearing like the PS4. F- version like the frame rate kind of suffered especially when there's fucking thousands of rats on screen and all that mm. stuff but i've had no problems on the ps5 version they did a little bit of stuff with the dual sense like when you're using the sling and all that stuff you can kind of feel it in the controller a little bit but mm. yeah it's cool uh and then the last thing that i put a lot of time into myself was uh i got back to immortals phoenix rising so Going to try to just blast through this game as well. I literally started this game back in April, early April. I played it one night for like four hours straight, and then I haven't touched it since. <laughs> so going back to it, I was like, how do you do anything in this game? Just because the con- there there is a lot you can do in it, a lot of different controls uh, for different things. But um, put a couple more hours into it. It's... it's um. I really like playing this game. I really like exploring the open world in this game. I like doing the quests in this game. I don't give a flying fuck about the story in this game. Okay. (laughs) I mean, that's fair. (laughs) Yeah, like, it's okay, but it's just, it's not intriguing enough. Um, You can tell the kind of cartoonish sort of nature that they're trying to go for, and it's just not really drawing me in story-wise right now, but playing it, like, I really enjoy the combat in this game. I think it it's, like, I find it way more exciting than, like, Assassin's Creed, almost, because there's just more combos you can do. It's more fast-paced. There's you know, really cool, like, dodging you can do. There's aerial combat you can get into. Um, you can start to use some of your kind of skills. So you have the whole, like, Zelda, and this game's very Breath of the Wild, but where you can kind of pick up big rocks, Stuff like that, you can just pick it up, chuck it at dudes. That stuff feels good. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of things. I got this fucking bird now uh, that just kind of tags along with me that I can kind of command him to start doing stuff, which almost feels completely broken in a way because he's kind of like staggering the enemies. 
then I can go in and pound them at the same time. And then basically that that ability recharges so fast that I can just keep using it and just keep like <laughs> staggering the enemies. I don't know. It's uh it's it's a cool game and, and it's got that just kind of feel good feeling of you're just kinda always collecting something, you're always upgrading something, you're always just finishing something. Um, but there's a couple of moments that I have found a little frustrating, like, um, there's a couple times, so th there's a chest that you can, there's a ton of them across the map, and then there's an epic chest, which will give you more items in it, uh, and currency, all that stuff, but then also, like, a piece of gear is usually in those chests, um, or a weapon, something like that, and typically both things are guarded by enemies okay fine go up beat shit out of the enemies but the epic chest you then have to solve a puzzle to unlock the chest and i'm like dude i just beat the shit out of like 12 dudes let me just have the chest i'm a gamer i need my fucking yeah give I me need, my loot i need my loot um but a couple of times like most of the puzzle it's one of those things where the puzzles are actually very simple once you uh solve them but in the moment you're just not seeing what you have to do and it's just it can be really frustrating like one of them i was in this little cave sort of thing and i basically had to move two blocks to sit on this weight and i knew that's what i had to do but i'm like i literally can't put anything into this area to go down on this little fucking weight button sort of thing that they have and it literally looks like a button on the map um, like I can't go find a rock outside and throw that up there. I have no clue what to do. And here it's like a weird lighting thing in this area where there were two blocks sitting back there, but they were dark. They blended into the environment and I was like, God damn it. This is just kind of frustrating. So there's a little bit of moments like that, that can be a little annoying. Um, it just seems like, uh, it's not every time, and I'm not asking, it doesn't need to be every time. It just seems like sometimes there's just a, that little extra step that can just be like, oh, it's just kind of annoying because I'm just kind of doing this over and over again in a way. Um, so, yeah, that's that. Going to keep playing. It's a cool just kind of chill out and listen to some podcasts and play a video game sort of yeah. thing. Like, like I said, I don't really care about the story at all, but I, I find playing it. Uh, pretty engaging. So I'm going to try to blast through uh, this in a Plague Tale. Um, picked up. It takes two. So we'll play that sometime. I also picked up Life is Strange. Yeah. True Colors. So I want to get into that. Death Loops around the corner. Lost uh, Judgment is in a couple weeks. It is. Yeah. I really want to play Psychonauts 2 as well. So there is no shortage of video games to play. Especially yeah. new ones. So, um, yeah, and I think the last thing is you and I did play more of the Ascent. Yes, we did on Xbox. Um, once again, I was enjoying myself, and then the game kind of just gets really fucking frustrating sometimes. <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. We were just trucking along and just got to this fucking combat arena sort of thing that. 
they just throw so many enemies at you that it is so fucking frustrating. Yeah, it's not even like it ramps up. It, like, fucking just slams you in the face with a fucking wall. Yes, a wall of, walls of enemies. And it's like, what is going on? And we are level 14. I think this quest was, like, what, level 10 or 11 or something? Yeah, something like, like that. We're definitely above what the recommended level is. So I'm like, what is going on? And... That stuff is just so frustrating, dude. Um, yeah. Like, I'm kind of... I think I'll be okay if uh, if we don't continue playing it. Okay. That's fine. I mean, I sometimes have the itch to play it, so maybe I'll play it myself. But if you, if you want to move on, um, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I think there's other yeah, there's better there, things we yeah. can play. Better, honestly, better ways we could use our time. Yeah, and honestly, that's part of the reason why I got It Takes Two, just because I've heard so many good things about that game. Yeah. And hear that that's, you know, maybe one of the bigger surprises of the year, so I want to check that out. Hmm. Yeah, what else have you played? Uh, Real quickly, I played these two just very briefly, like less than an hour each. Uh, I started playing Art of Rally. Um. Okay. Kind of like a polygonal, not polygonal, but like a lo-fi uh, rally racing game. Uh, didn't really do all that much. I kind of just uh, drove around in the open world area. Um, yeah, it looks it looks cool. Uh, I just need to get sink my teeth into it and see what's actually there. Uh, the Is other this thing on PS Five or uh, it's it came to Game Pass, so that's oh, where okay. I'm playing it. Okay, gotcha. Same with this one, Wilmot's Warehouse. Uh, okay. which is an organization game. Uh, basically, uh, you are unloading a truck into a warehouse and organizing it. There are like various colors and symbols on the boxes that you're moving around. Mm -hmm. And There's a phase where you're unloading the truck, and then there's a phase where you're fulfilling orders at the other end of the warehouse. So you have to like place your things down. And like there's a limited amount of light around you, so you can only see what's in a certain radius. So you kind of have to remember where you placed stuff to bring it out front to, to your customers. Gotcha. Um, so that involves, like, kind of trying to categorize things in your head so you know, like, which section of the warehouse has which items. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I'm, sounds neat. Yeah. And then lastly here... I have finished the story of Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Ooh. I'm not done with this game, but I finished yeah. the story. Mm -hmm. There's still some collectibles I'd like to go back and get. What'd you think? I think it's fucking rad. Yeah. <laughs> I think I want more Ratchet and Clank. Oh, wait. Insomniac's making a whole bunch of shit that ain't Ratchet and Clank. When am I going to get I know. <laughs> get yeah. my stuff? Yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I really enjoyed it. I th I think this game is is fantastic. It's it's uh, up there with like the best games I've played this year. Mm -hmm. Um, just really enjoyed enjoyed revisiting a genre of games that I don't play all that often anymore. But it, the characters that I that I love from my childhood are back mm -hmm. and better than ever. That this game just looks and feels just the best <laughs> yeah the feeling of that game is just top notch what'd you think of like the last boss all that stuff that was, that was cool um 
wasn't like it isn't the like the best boss yeah. fight I've ever had in a video game, but like it was serviceable. Like the the story lead up and everything, like having having the suit for Emperor Nefarious, mm-hmm. like that was pretty cool. Look, cool robot. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, and I, I I had a lot of fun. I think I'm so Ratchet and Clank games are games that I do go back and do the new game plus mm-hmm. for because. Uh, once you once you level your weapons up to five, you kind of like put it down and try to level up the next thing. I want to see like how much crazier those weapons get. Yeah, yeah. You can. Uh, there is one weapon that you can only get in New Game Plus. So oh, okay. I, I forget what it is. Um, it's not something like mind blowing or anything like that. But um, so yeah, there is incentive to do New Game Plus. I, I started and played like an hour of it. Of yeah. course, it's it it is a good time. Did you get the Rhino? Not yet. That's okay. one of the things I need to do. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, I finished all the um, all the arena stuff mm-hmm. through the Gold Cup. I'm not sure if there's anything secret that unlocks. No, okay, no, there's not. That's the one thing is that you could argue the game. Like I think the production values and just playing it is is well worth it myself. But there. Are, is not a lot to do once you finish it, other yeah. than New Game Plus. <laughs> yeah, and it's just not a lot to do. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, just cleaning that up and maybe getting. Not that I care about it. I want to be clear. Maybe yeah. getting that platinum <laughs> trophy. Yeah, I mean it's a fun platinum to get, and and uh, it's not hard. By the time you finish the game, you have almost all the trophies, anyways. Yeah. The the only one that was such a pain in the ass for me was um oh man i forget the weapon but basically you uh if enemies shoot bullets at you you can kind of catch them and then yep. throw it back at them um there is a trophy for killing 10 enemies that way and i swear i did the one of the arena challenges probably 20 times to get it and i don't know I got it without trying. Really? Yeah. You popped it? Yeah. That was the only one. I I don't know if I was doing it wrong, uh, because I didn't use that weapon too much throughout the game. So I don't know if I was doing it wrong, if it was bugged or whatever, but man, that was the only pain in the ass trophy to get. And even then, it's not really that hard. I just don't know what what the fuck was going on there. Yeah. But yeah, I I enjoyed my time with it. Uh, Now I, I think the next... I'm not sure. Like, I think I'll get into Death Loop when it comes out. Mm-hmm. I'll at least dig around in that. But like, what I'm really craving is Lost Judgment. Mm. Um, so I'm gonna try to at least beat Demon Souls before Lost Judgment. Yep. Um, right. And yeah, that that's that's where I'm at with my gaming. Mm-hmm. Other than you know just checking my phone every couple hours for World <laughs> Flipper and. <laughs> I need to roll for the five-star JPEGs, Tyler. Yeah. I need those anime waifus. Gotta get them. All right. It's time to get into the news. And there's plenty of news to talk about this week. Oh, do we just want to kick it off with the PlayStation announcements? Let's Um, do it. They had their not E3 kind of a few months after when E3 (laughs) would have normally happened showcase. Um... Yeah, is this first link here just just have everything an yeah. overview of view yep. of everything? So I didn't watch this live because I was driving home from work. Um, 
But I went back and I watched some trailers, and I've got to say, I'm impressed. I'm impressed that they had this much to show. Yes. It was a great show, honestly. Uh, I mean, of course, not everything in these shows are for everybody. Um, So there's a couple things in here I didn't really care about, but for the most part, it was a great show. Yeah. They had a lot of good stuff in here. Yeah, so I'm just going to go down the list here. I'm not sure if this is the order in which it happened or whatever. I don't really care. No. Um, Yeah, this is not in the order that it happened. But, yeah. God of War. Ragnarok. Yep. It's real. They showed some gameplay of that. Um, They showed off some characters. It was kind of brief. Yeah. What they showed in the trailer here. Um. The thing that hmm, people are unhappy. People are upset, Tyler. Do you want to know what they're upset by? What are they upset about? The design of Thor. Why? Because he's a big guy. Mm. They're so used to chiseled Chris Hemworth, yes. Hemsworth Thor. He's supposed to be a big they're, guy. They're Ken doll Thor. Yeah. Oh, God. But Thor likes beer. Mm-hmm. Thor really likes beer. And yes. Thor has a beer gut. But mm-hmm. Thor is still a god, and yeah. he's still kick ass. Mm-hmm. And that's something that uh, people just don't... I don't know where the disconnect is in people's heads, but uh, yeah, Thor can look like this and still be a fucking badass. Absolutely. Your head will still explode if he hits you with that hammer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. So, yeah. Officially, uh, God of War Ragnarok. They didn't really say that before. It's what everyone just assumed it was because of where we knew it, Ragnarok was part of the game. Just didn't know the actual title, but this game looks fucking great. It looks exactly like what I would want out of a sequel to God of War, and it looks a lot like the first one. Yeah. Honestly. Uh, like, that was another <laughs> thing that people were like, and okay, so I'm going to separate this. These aren't, these are uh, Xbox fanatic people. Or like, uh, it just looks like the first one. Like, the fuck you say? It's a fucking sequel. Yeah, it's a sequel to. <laughs> it's a sequel one to a game games that ever. came out like three years ago. Yeah, exactly. And that game was already fantastic. So, um, but what it looks like to me, and what I'm honestly playing this game for, is the story. Yes. I'm very intrigued by the story, but and and what they showed between Kratos and Atreus, um. You know, looks looks exciting, and then the additional characters that they're throwing in, um, the fact that this, they're saying, kind of wraps up the Norse mythology sort of angle to God of War is really intriguing as well. Um, like, don't get me wrong, the combat to the first God of War was fucking great, and I have no doubt this will be great. I cannot wait to throw that axe on the DualSense controller. That's going to fucking feel great. But um, I'm just more in for the story, and, and honestly, I don't need to see much more of this game. I'm, I kind of want to go on fucking media blackout for this one. Yeah. It, it looks exactly like what I want. Some of those environments just look stunning. I mean, they were stunning in the first game. They're stunning here, and I just want one more of it. I can't wait. Um, just a quick addendum to this one. Corey Barlog not directing it confirmed mm. there which he kind of has alluded to that he's not directing it um uh, eric williams is the director um for this one um so he's kind of taken over and they kind of explained in the playstation showcase that 
that's something that Santa Monica always does is they kind of rotate directors and kind of get new set of eyes for a sequel or something like that, which look at the first God of War trilogy. That's exactly what they did where David Jaffe did the first one. I think Corey Barlog did the uh, second one and then um, Stig Asmussen, I think that's his name, who directed Jedi Fallen Order, directed the third one. So it's just something that Santa Monica always does, so it's not surprising. Plus, it sounds like Corey's working on some other stuff. Huh. I wonder what that could be. Yeah, not wondering. He didn't say, like, if he's the director or if he's just in more of a creative position on other things. But it sounds like Santa Monica might be trying to, to maybe spin up spin up another game here mm. besides God of War. But either way, it's exciting, and it's not like not having Corey at the helm, um, you know, will be a bad thing for this game. Um, and, yeah, yeah fresh eyes on something like this why not yeah okay i'm excited all right um we've also got some spider-mans some spider-mans we've got another spider-man coming in 2023 yeah spider-man 2 yep um they showed off a little trailer here i it's it's a couple years away i don't just Hold off. Just hold <laughs> off at this point. We know you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's just exciting to get that confirmation. Once again, like, I don't really want to see anything else from this game. I just kind of want to go in as blind, blind as I can, but that will probably be impossible. Which means um, that, oh, man, the next, the next Ratchet and Clank's probably really far away. <laughs> yes. Probably um, like 2025, 20, 26. Yeah. Um, really quick on Spider-Man 2, Venom's supposed to be in it is exciting uh, and it seems like it could make they didn't confirm it but it maybe it's a co-op game um, and if not co-op you're definitely playing as Peter Parker and Miles Morales which is really just, exciting just add a third just do the GTA 5 thing where you're swapping through yeah why not <laughs> through characters why not I'm, yeah I, I, that this is another game that um, kind of like with God of War and because they already did Miles Morales, and that was, like, m- kind of more of the same, but it was a lot tighter, it was a lot more just refined, they got rid of the fat, the story was way more intriguing. Um, I'm just curious, like, how they're going to totally expand on this. Uh, yeah, I mean, just swinging around and p- being Spider-Man is fun enough, but, like, what, what new stuff is going to be there? How do they combine Peter and... Miles in the game. Um, it's one of those games of like, I'm sure it'll be good, but I'm kind of I'm a little bit more in it for the story. Like, I'm really curious about the story and where that's going. And I'm curious about this potential Marvel Universe Insomniac's building. Yeah. Just, let's just get to it. Mar- Insomniac is also making a Wolverine game? Yes, what? they are. What? Yeah. This Man. this was the one announcement that I kind of like that had my jaw dropping a little bit only because who the fuck expected this and how many teams does Insomniac have and they are just the heart and soul of the PlayStation 5 right now. Yeah. Like they are 
so far from a first party side, they are carrying this generation with Miles Morales and Ratchet coming out. Now they're going to have Spider-Man 2 and Wolverine. Um, Wolverine, I feels probably further away and could be maybe like a 2024 game. They didn't put any date on it. They really just teased, teased it. But still, like, it is unbelievable the output that this team has. It's... Sony got them for $229 million, which is a they've, complete steal. They've only owned them for two years. Yes. <laughs> it's un- it's just unbelievable. And it, it's really exciting because I, I don't think Insomniac has made a, a, a bad game uh, at all. And this whole Marvel sort of universe could be cool. I, I mean, they did... They did uh, Spider-Man really well, and I think they can do Wolverine really well. Like they, they know how to create a character that has good movement, but then, you know, has really cool combat that feels true to the character um, from what you see in like the comics or on film or whatever. And man, it's it's exciting. My only two other thoughts with this are one, I hope. Insomniac does not get sucked into being a de facto Marvel first party studio for Sony. You know what I mean? Like, clearly there's a great relationship there, but I want Insomniac to, getting to my second point, still make Ratchet and Clank or still make something else that isn't Marvel games. And kind of like you said earlier, like, the next Ratchet game, I know we just got one, is a long ways away. You know what I mean? Like a really long ways away, unless they have somehow totally exp- and we we know Sony's putting money in their teams. Unless they have expanded their teams internally to have even more than two projects going, there's no way we're getting Ratchet. Unless you know, my only other thing, which I thought we would maybe see here, would be like a a smaller like DLC sort of adventure, because Sony's been doing a lot of that stuff with a lot of their big games. Unless they have something like that cooking that might come out next year, but. What if, what if Ratchet just becomes a Marvel character? <laughs> I wouldn't hate that. I wouldn't I wouldn't hate that. He's cool and he could fit in. I want to see like Ratchet and Groot get together and Ratchet Groot, Rocket Raccoon, why not? Yeah. <laughs> fit in with the Guardians of the Galaxy, that'd be cool. But man, what what an just exciting leave, announcement. Just leave Quark behind. We don't need Captain yeah. Quark. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need Quark for sure. Ah, all right. Well, time for, like, my favorite franchise here. Uh, <laughs> this actually kind of pissed me off a little bit um, for reasons. Mm. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake is happening. Uh, who's making this again? Aspire. Aspire. Yes. This pisses me off because I just bought <laughs> the Knights of the... I bought KOTOR 1 and 2 this summer, mm. thinking that I'd play yeah. it. And now that this remake is coming to the PlayStation 5, I'm kind of yeah. like... Should I even fucking bother? I know. <laughs> I, I bought this game last year for Ste- on Steam, I think, and same thing. I'm like, I don't know if I'll play this now. Yeah. yeah. But this is an exclusive game to PS5 at launch. Yes, yes. What a get. Holy fuck. I mean, it's a huge thing to just get anything Star Wars related, but to get a Knights of the Old Republic remake, I mean, this, this has been... A game that people have been clamoring to have a remake for, much like Final Fantasy VII. And to have that be done and launch exclusively on PS5 is crazy. Yeah. 
kind of, in a way, stealing it from Xbox a little bit, only because this the original came out only on Xbox yeah. for consoles. So kind of stealing one away a little bit, but yeah, and um, a little bit inter- interesting to see like old Bioware game being made modern. Uh, I imagine they'll be doing a lot more work to this than they did to any of the Mass Effect games. Yeah, definitely. And and what's wild is, yeah, like, I don't think Bioware's involved with this at all. I don't think EA's involved with this at all. So, kind of crazy. Yeah. Spire's going to make this happen, which is cool. I'm really looking forward to it. They said that I think this game's pretty far away, too. Yeah. So, so maybe I do play through those games. Both maybe. of them. Maybe. Yeah. Hmm. If I have time. <laughs> <laughs> but what's also exciting is, uh, and, you know, I, I've only heard a lot of things because I haven't played the game itself, but I've heard, like, uh, Darth Raven, Revan, I think is the character is, who's the bad guy in that game. I've heard that, like, he's one of the coolest characters in the Star Wars universe to a lot of people, but then when Disney said, you know, fuck all this shit for the expanded universe, um, he got kind of thrown out. So I guess he'll be coming back as as canon into the universe, which could be cool. Because mm. basically anything from when Disney bought, you know, Lucas, uh, and then you know moving forward is going to be canon. Mm. So could be yeah. cool. You want to talk about Tiny Tina? I mean, it has a release date now. Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Yes. Well, actually, first, I think we skipped one. Here. Oh. The Project Eve. Oh, okay. Did you check this out at all? No, I didn't um, see this at all. It actually looks like it could maybe be your sort of game. Maybe. It uh, it looked cool in right, terms I'm of playing click it. I'm going to click mute. It is, gonna... uh, it's a very Japanese game. I forget that Tina's making it shape something, I think. Um, and at first, I thought it could maybe, maybe just be a near game, but it wasn't. But still, it's like a character 3D action game, very, very stylish, very Japanese, and um, could be neat. I don't know. We'll see. Okay, I'm gonna we'll I'm gonna look at this trailer while. Uh, <laughs> man. Yeah. <sighs> Just tell people about Tiny Tina while I look at this. Yes. So Tiny Tina's Wonderland's got a release date, March 25th is when that comes out. That trailer. They used baby metal for the trailer, which okay, I baby metal's cool, but I think mixing that with Borderlands and Tiny Tina was very bizarre, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I as soon as they started showing gameplay of this, I'm like, I'm in, and I know that's not going to be for everybody because also it looked like a fucking Borderlands game. And it's so funny to me that when they announced this, they're like, it's not a Borderlands game, guys. It's its own thing. And I'm like, no, it's not. It is 100% a Borderlands game. It looks exactly like a Borderlands game. Looks like it plays like a Borderlands game. Um, But it's going to have like this tabletop zone, uh, which will help you, you know, discover locations. And that's kind of how you traverse, I guess. Um, But it'll have... Uh, multi-class systems more uh, creation of your characters but otherwise it, I mean it looks like a Borderlands game in terms of looting and shooting baby so. Tyler you were right this project Eve <laughs> I need to I need to put a bookmark on that <laughs> yeah 
it's interesting. So, I guess I was yeah. just blinded by Forspoken, the the other 3D character action game. Yeah, from Square Enix, uh, coming out in the spring, earlier than I thought. Yeah, but like everything about this, I I'm I'm kind of digging right now. Like the the character and the concept of this, like it, it's it's. I'm vibing with it, man. Yeah, me too. And movement seems very cool, just getting around that world. And I think one thing that caught my attention a little bit more is the combat seems really fun. Yeah. Seems very cool in this game. Like, very very kind of modern Final Fantasy-like, but with a different spin. It just seems faster and more energetic and all that stuff. But, it's you know, looks like you have fucking magic and all sorts of fun stuff like that. It it's a really interesting concept. And uh yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. This game, th- I'll say this for this trailer for Forspoken. Horrible name, but this trailer captured me more than anything else has uh for this game previously, so that's a good thing. Yeah. I guess. Um we're getting remasters of Uncharted 4, Thief's End and Lost Legacy. Um I mean, the remasters of those games. Yeah. It's going to be like a collection confirmed. They're coming to PC. Um, yeah. Uh, depending on the price and release date and all that stuff, I would maybe check this out. And I only say that because I played Uncharted 4 the week it came out and like blitzed through it and like haven't touched it again. I always have an itch to go back to it and just don't. So I just haven't had a time. So I would maybe, maybe check this out. Mm. But I don't. I'm not going to pay $70 for this to play it again. I'm just not. <laughs> oh, shit. I didn't even realize this. Last week, we, t- <laughs> we yes. talked about PlayStation mm. being ignorant about how you're going to get your uh, PlayStation 5 version of uh, Horizon. They've since walked that back. Like, yes. an hour after we finished recording, they released that on a Saturday. Who, w- who would release that news on a Saturday? Uh, but they did and made us look silly. Yeah. Which is fine, but yeah. They walked it back, but they said in the future, yeah, this is just how it's going to be. Like, your PS5 versions are going to be 70 bucks. You're going to pa- have to pay a total of 70 bucks to get your PS5 version. Yes. It, there will be a $10 upgrade path, which was not the case at all with Horizon. Yeah. They were trying to fucking dupe you into paying $80. Yes. So, okay. I think they were trying to also say that they... Announced that for launch window titles, Horizon was one of them, but then got punted a little bit because of the pandemic, work from home, kind of slowed things down some. So they're releasing later than anticipated outside of the launch window for them, which is still, the whole thing's fucking stupid. Um, Because you said you were going to do that, you specifically, they specifically stated Horizon was going to be one of those games. I don't know just dumb so yeah horizons upgrade path is free god of war gran turismo that will be a ten dollar upgrade yeah okay well just continue on here um not excited at all for tom clancy rainbow six extraction i mean i don't need just i don't need that nope don't give a fuck you should just kept calling it quarantine (laughs) so we could keep ignoring it yeah uh we got a we got a first look at Alan Wake remastered. Yep. Um, 
coming out October 5th. Very soon. Did you ever play this game? No. 360? No. no. Me either. I'm curious. I might might check it out. I saw it's only $30, which is cool. So, first time this game's going to be on PlayStation ever. Yeah. So. I'll say Control is the only Remedy game I've played. I did not play Quantum Break. I did not play whatever Max, the fuck. Max Payne. Max Payne. Yeah, I, uh, I've i only played Quantum Break. That's the only one I did. Hmm. So, that in Control, obviously. Yeah. GTA 5. The PlayStation 5 upgrade has been delayed to March. That seems wild. I feel like they... I feel like... They've had all the time in the world to plan for this. Yeah. Considering they are not making another GTA anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a five-month delay because they originally gave it a date of November 11th. So, so yeah, I wonder what's, what's going on there. But it's Rockstar. They're, they are perfectionist, even with the smallest things. So delaying it, no doubt. Uh, they'll they'll get it right, but yeah, it just seems kind of wild that just yeah, to, for a game that is so old to bring it up to uh, today's standards, it seems like it's taking a while. Mm-hmm. But you know, we still don't truly know how much work they're putting into this. Yeah, so that's that's the one like caveat, I guess is we have no clue really what what they're doing with it, but. I don't think it really fucking matters when this game comes out. It's still going to sell like crazy. Yeah. All right. Uh, We have here some car porn. Yeah. Uh, Gran Turismo 7 came out with a trailer that um, made me feel a little bit hot and heavy. Uh, (laughs) Absolutely. Got a release date, March 22nd, 2022. Uh, Coming out on both PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4. The wheels look round. The cars look good. Those interiors look detailed. This is just like a car pervert's dream. Yeah, definitely. They showed a lot of, a lot of cool stuff. If for, uh, if you're really into that. Yeah, I love how they go from showing you some Porsche Le Mans racing car to some like old Toyota and Nissan Skylines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. They know what the racing fans want. Yeah. I saw that this game will have like four hundred something cars and like ninety something tracks at launch, like crazy amount of stuff. So, and a lot of the UI that they were showing looks very much like sport, which not wrong with that. Yeah, I like sports UI. Like that is one of the cleanest, slickest UIs I've ever seen in a video game. So, I'm very much down for this. GT, glad it glad it got a date. So we got Horizon at the end of. February, towards the end of February, and Grand Turismo at the end of March. Yeah. Exciting. Just a packed beginning of the year, and I, yeah. I'm already kind of kind of dreading <laughs> looking at my... <laughs> oh, man. There's so many games to play. There so is. many games. Uh, All right. I don't know anything about Chaya. Yeah. Um, Did you watch this trailer at all? No, I didn't. I'll click on the button and wait for an it's ad to play. <laughs> really... It, looked kind of fascinating i i don't know if it's a game i would play um but it seems like a game where you're just kind of like existing in this world doing a bunch of stuff sailing and all that but you can kind of they yeah i guess they call it soul jumping or whatever into 
objects and animals. And oh, this is it's wild. One, one thing to the other. Yeah, it reminds <laughs> me a lot of wild in a way that uh, will never come Michelle out. Michelle and Sal game that got announced years ago never came out. Um, yeah, so it's kind of kind of like that. I think the game looks beautiful for sure. It was, doesn't really seem like yeah. my cup of tea, but. Huh. I think its placement in the show overall was weird. This was actually right before, I want to say it was either right before Uncharted or right after it. And then then they did a blitz of first party stuff. So that's when they showed Wolverine, Spider-Man, God of War, all those games. So I feel like its placement in the show, it just like got completely drowned out by what comes immediately afterwards. But still, good for them and being in a show like this, but Yeah. Alright. Yeah. Uh we've also got here a trailer, a new trailer for Ghostwire Tokyo. Uh we still don't know when this game's coming out. No. I think the only thing we've heard is spring, but yeah, game seems neat. Why not? Yeah. Another game to add Microsoft's to the Ghostwire Tokyo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That we're about to get Microsoft's Deathloop. Mm. I will say this trailer looks... Th- this game looks freaky as hell. Oh, yeah. It looks very, very interesting. Mm. And I'm curious what the fuck is going on in this world. What the fuck is going on in this world, indeed, that we're still talking about Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy? Why? Is is this a game? Oh, yeah, they did an... I forgot this game was announced. Yeah, they did a whole big thing Square Enix did. <laughs> um, you'd, think, you'd think Square would be like, oh, this Marvel thing. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't... Yeah, I don't know. And this trailer didn't do anything for me. Oh. I don't know, man. I don't know on this one. We'll see. It's it, Yeah, it's just kind of hard for me to get excited about this, but... That's the thing that kind of sucks about it. It's like a single-player Guardians of the Galaxy game. Like, sign me up sort of thing. But, uh, yeah, I'm just kind of struggling to get a little excited about this one. I think I'm... hmm. I think I'm about at my limit for Marvel video games. Aside from Spider-Man. Yeah, I mean, we're getting a lot. All of a sudden, yeah. We've reached critical mass... Yeah. Marvel is out for me in my brain. <laughs> Star Wars is in. Oh, oh shit. Oh shit. Mm. All right. Uh we already know about Deathloop coming. It's coming soon. It's they did yep. another trailer. It's coming this week. Yep. Um There's also a um there's a free to play Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt. It's a ba- it's a battle royale vampire game. It's coming out later this year. It's free to play, so go if that's your thing, go check it out. I'm not I'm not a huge vampire the masquerade guy. No. Although the tabletop game intrigues me. Uh and then Epic and Radiohead are teaming up. Yeah, I didn't really understand I, what this could be. It was a really weird teaser, but I think Kid A is a Radiohead album, mm. so yeah, I, I don't, I don't know how they're working this in, but 
it's going to be another thing in Fortnite, just like their Martin Luther King exhibit. Yeah. Epic presents Radiohead. <laughs> I'm sure that's yeah. what the kids are listening to when yeah. they're playing Fortnite, is yeah. Radiohead. Yeah, I'm sure the kids are all about the Radiohead. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a good show. Lots, lots of good stuff. Um, just one, actually, I forgot to throw this in when we talked about it, but one quick addendum to the Knights of the Old Republic remake is that um, a number of the original voice cast is coming back. So that's cool, including Jennifer Hale. Awesome, awesome. So there we go. Awesome. All right, that's not all the news, but that's the big stuff. We've got some other stuff here, uh, including the uh, pretty much the wrap-up of the Epic versus Apple case. Um you don't remember this was about uh, Apple forcing uh, game devs to go through their store for in-game purchases. Um, and the result is pretty much that Apple can no longer force people to do that. But also, it doesn't seem like Epic got much out of it like materially. Yes. Um Epic spent a lot of money on this lawsuit, and they don't seem to be... They're not going to recoup that. Uh, but yeah. Changes the game a little bit for how people do business on the uh, App Store. Yeah, basically, they ruled that Apple needs to allow developers to use... The, if they wanted to use like a direct app sort of payment system... They could do that, which would get around Apple getting their 30% cut. So this could, just because of how much some of these mobile games make, I mean, you add a lot of these up, I mean, this could really maybe really eat into Apple's bottom line, potentially. Um, I mean, it's Apple. They're the richest company in the world, so it's not like they're going under. But, you know, it's a lot of money that they might not get. So that's kind of all that Epic really got out of it, in a way. Like, Epic is uh, ordered to pay Apple like $3.6 million, which is the 30% of what uh, Epic made when they did the whole kind of direct payment thing and said, fuck you, Apple, and then Apple removed the app from uh, from their store, all that stuff. So Epic's got to pay that. Um, the judge also didn't rule that... Um, Apple was like a, a monopoly or anything like that, but said that they were anti-competitive. <laughs> mm. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, I find just kind of fascinating. Um, it's Yeah. and they, So, yeah, basically this is through an injunction that they have to do all this. So, And, yeah, the, the court stated it believes the injunction will increase competition, increase transparency, increase consumer choice and information while preserving Apple's iOS ecosystem. Yeah, I think... Hmm. So what's probably going to happen here is... Uh, if game developers can choose to have an external link to buy stuff for their games... Mm -hmm. But... Hmm. The reality of it is that to make that so this is what, what the challenge is going to be to make that more convenient than just buying it in the app itself. Yes. 
unless yeah. you just don't present that as an option anymore, which I'm not sure if Apple would allow that. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just really curious how Apple reacts to this stuff, how much developers would take advantage of this ruling, kind of, and what it could lead to for them. And yeah, like you said, convenience, like a lot of things about apps are, and why people like them is because they're convenient. So, you know, if someone's got to take that extra step, I don't know if they will, but if that extra steps leads to them saving money, maybe they will. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or say like, it's going to be fascinating. Uh, say you get like so many V bucks for buying it through the app store. But if you go and spend that same money, same amount of money on this link here that li links you to Epic directly, you get more for your money. That, that's mm -hmm. that's going to be the thing that has to that has to balance out to actually make people push that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Still very early. Th th this uh, this lawsuit this just wrapped up very recently. We'll see how game developers handle it. Yeah, and the court also said that Apple's 30% cut is unjustified as well. Yeah, yeah. Which, which... What are you then, selling here? <laughs> yeah, like if they're ruling that this is unjustified, what does that then mean for Steam and Microsoft's Xbox Store, Sony? Like, they all take a 30% cut. I don't know. It's it's going to be really, really interesting to see how this stuff changes, if at all. Because I don't think that Sony and Microsoft or Steam will stop taking a 30% cut unless they have to. I mean, they make so much money off of that. Hmm. So. Uh, that's, that's enough. We don't... Hmm. Yeah. It is a story yet to be told. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's a it's a complicated situation, but a fascinating one nonetheless. I am fascinated by the rumors. I I had not heard about these rumors until just now. Apparently, a Crash Bandicoot Wumpa League game. Yeah, a PvP slash PVE slash party game. Kind of like, hmm, dare I say it, Mario Party. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Or more like Crash Bash. Yeah. Basically, this kind of came about because there's... It's the 25th anniversary of Crash Bandicoot this year, which makes me feel fucking old. Um, don't say that ever again. Just I don't know. don't say these oh, anniversaries God. ever again. I'm already gri coming to grips with Skyrim being 10 years old. Oh, I know, dude. It's awful. It's just Ten it sucks. <laughs> um, what have so, I done between then and now? I know, I know. Um, so yeah, they received something that has kind of a logo on it, which could point to a wobbly game. Um, sounds like a announcement of that could be imminent. Yeah. So. Yeah, and apparently this Wampa League thing, I never actually heard about this too until now, was an online multiplayer Crash Bandicoot game or add-on for Crash 4, I think this was Crash 4 from back in the day, that would be a competitive multiplayer collect-a-thon platformer with open 
3D environments. And players would have separate teams and all sorts of stuff. Okay. So we'll see. Um, I, I think I think a competitive party sort of crash game could be cool. Um, I would love if I mean they basically already made a to a degree a Mario Party, and that was Crash Bash back oh, in yeah. the day, which I fucking adored that game as a kid. I would play that game all the time. I played that game with my grandfather, and we got over 100% in the game. I mean, just great, great times with that game. It was so cool. It was one of those games that you could, yeah, get over 100%. There's like, as you just kept going, there's just like all these different areas you can get into. It gets harder and harder. It was fucking great. Um, I wouldn't mind if they remade that game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll I'd be in for that. It, it was, that'd be cool. All right. Quick hitter here, um, Norman Reedus is dropping some knowledge out there. There might be a Death Stranding 2 on the way. Um, currently, he says he's in no in negotiations, which means he's just he probably just had dinner with Hideo Kojima about, hey, would you mind coming back and doing another one of these? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I I can see it. I yeah. Think. Yeah. I could see it too. Why not? And uh, I think you do bring Norman Reedus back because you know that's the main fucking character of that game and you already have your no. your picture perfect Norman Reedus model. Yeah. Of him taking a shower and everything <laughs> and drinking monster energy. I'm it. surprised in a way he said this because of just his position, I'm sure he he knows there's things that he can and can't say about the things he's involved with. Yeah. So I'm just kind of really kind of floored that he he would even say this, but I would think it's probably pretty real if he's it, saying that it's maybe in Norman Reedus just I don't know. Maybe Norman Reedus just doesn't know how these things go because maybe. like that was the video game he's done. Has he really been in any other video games? I don't think, think so. so. Yeah. Or at least not high profile. Um, maybe. But if you're Sony, too, I would think you would want to keep working with Kojima. I mean, there's all these rumors that he's doing a new game with Microsoft. And Kojima and, you know, his past, because of Metal Gear as well, has always been associated with PlayStation. I would think. Sony, you would want to keep him around. It's not like Death Stranding was a total failure. I mean, the game sold 5 million copies. So yeah. I'm sure it made its money back. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. I'm yeah. also <laughs> just surprised it, if this it is, is happening that it hasn't been announced yet. <laughs> just that, no, Jeff Keighley gets exclusive rights to this at the Game Awards. Yeah, you're, you're right. That is true. And that's why he ended with Death Stranding at his Gamescom show. Yeah. All right. Weird. All right. I'm getting to the point where I'm I'm actually a little bit tired of that, <laughs> of of Jeff Keighley and yeah. Kojima. Yes. Yes. Uh, his master Woody, big old Woody. I'm also getting tired of hearing about Marvel's Avengers, but you yeah. just it was your game of the year. <laughs> you talk about this. Yeah. Totally my game of the year. No, <laughs> just a really kind of quick hitter. They they announced the roadmap. Surprise, a video game has a roadmap. 
Um, and basically, in that roadmap for the first time, though, is uh, Spider-Man. And some other teases there of some other Spider-Man things. So Spider-Man confirmed to come out later this year, basically. Um, just other events. There's apparently a raid coming. I'm sure that is a blast. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you <laughs> that's sound that's really, really convincing. I don't really give a flying fuck about this, but just, yeah, Spider-Man is associated with PlayStation. It's exclusive to this version. I figured I'd throw it in. Okay. All right. Well, well, well. The last bit of news is... um. We got two things, actually. Oh. I think we, we missed one. We missed one? Yeah, PlayStation, Sony, they bought a new studio. Oh, they did. Yeah, they did. Shit. Yeah. Okay. So there's a new... It isn't Bluepoint. <laughs> no, and that's what's weird. Um, they bought um, Fire Sprite, which is the team that did Playroom, Playroom VR, and they did a uh, another VR game called The Persistence. So... There's been a relationship there with Sony, and Sony decided to pick them up. Um, apparently, they are working on multiple projects all at the same time. Um, trying to figure out. I think one of them was like a shooter, and another one was something else. Damn it. I did hear what it was. I'm going to have to look it up. But anyways, um, so they're going to be working on multiple things all at once, and uh, they have a pretty big team, which is... 250 people strong which I'm really curious how they were able to do that with make VR games with 250 people <laughs> the VR games don't make that much money to have that many people there but now that makes sense to me um, and that's a pretty decent sized team that Sony could use to have multiple projects going uh, within that and crank things out, maybe uh, do things differently as well, just different genres. No, they're, they're going to do another shooter. <laughs> they're going maybe. to be the Killzone team now. They're going to do a Killzone VR game. Mm, okay. And that's, that, is the, uh, that is the cursed fate of Killzone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, if Sony got them into different um, genres plus their experience with VR, I think this is probably a good get for PlayStation VR 2. It seems like a smart buy, but not a team that I would have thought Sony would pick up. Yeah, and I maybe I'm just maybe I'm being super disrespectful here, but maybe not the announcement, not an announcement you necessarily have to make at 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 your showcase or not. Hmm. Well, they announced they, it okay. like the day before. Okay, the day before. Yeah. These things happen so close together. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not, I don't know. It's yeah, but what it gets into is yeah, not Blue Point, and I'm starting to wonder if Sony even bought Blue Point. It's been a long time. They're just waiting to announce it until they have the game to show. Maybe, and that game being maybe Metal Gear. Maybe, but I hope. Twisted Metal, but that's not that's not gonna happen. Twisted Metal's <laughs> dead. I fucking hate it, but Twisted Metal's dead. Yeah. We'll see. I still think Sony will buy Blue Point. I just don't know if it's happened, which just blows my mind that someone would have made that graphic intentionally. <laughs> like, 
why would they even do that? It doesn't even make any sense. Maybe they were told to make that graphic before the papers were signed. (laughs) I don't know. But then also, I just don't understand why Bluepoint nor Sony have come out and said, we did not acquire Bluepoint. Period. End of story. This wouldn't even be any speculation at all if they would just come out and shut that down. But they haven't. Yeah. This is weird. Yeah, it is weird. I know, like, what was it, uh... Blue Point like changed her Twitter handle or something to put the word independent in, you know, their bio or whatever it is. Okay. But they never came out and said like, no, we're not talking so to Sony at all. Sony didn't buy us at all. Like it's just bizarre. That's also going to be um at the Keeleys. Well I'm calling it. I'm calling that shot. It's at the Keeleys. They have whatever yeah. they're remastering. I can see that. It'll be awkward because it'll be Metal Gear and Hideo Kojima is not involved with that project. Yeah. But he'll be there at the show. Just like, I don't know. Just vibing, I guess. <laughs> right. Um, all right. Let's 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 end the show on some bad news or some bad-ish news. Some, some news that made me, uh, made me just shake my head at like how fucking dense people can be. Um, Tripwire, their CEO, John Gibson, decided just to tweet out that he was um, in support of Texas's new anti-abortion law. Um, really, really just weird. Uh, you're ahead of a company coming out against like this this law that honestly, I don't I don't see how like. I don't see how it's legal for them to pass something like this, but Me either. Uh, he has uh, since been since left the company. Um, but yeah, this was this was just bizarre. It was um, Tripwire. Just for a little bit of background, they I think they developed Killing Floor, but they published like Man Eater and Chivalry Two. Just give some context to some of the games that they do, but. Um, he came out and said, um, proud of the hashtag U.S. Supreme Court. I love following that hashtag. Uh, affirming the Texas law banning abortions for babies with a heartbeat. As an entertainer, as an entertainer, I don't get political often. Yet with so many vocal peers on the other side of the issue, I felt it was important to go on the record as a pro-life game developer. And then from there, a lot of teams that they worked with started saying like hey we don't we don't uh hold the same views as this guy we're canceling our contracts with them all sorts of stuff really blew up um and yeah now he is not with the company anymore and yeah he's doing some other shit that i don't even want to mention here it's it's really just embarrassing uh it is total like i'm a privileged guy and i can just afford to go do this other thing yeah, kind of, kind of stuff. Um, and to me, this isn't a, in my opinion, this isn't a, this isn't a cancel culture thing. Like, you put your views out there, and your views can have consequences, and those consequences can be that people don't want to fucking work with you anymore. Sorry, like, and that's kind of what's going on. And then, uh, obviously, I think his views are completely fucking wrong. I don't know how anybody can support that bill at all. 
out. Yeah, and it's insane. In addition to that, like just at a certain level, like yeah, you can have your own opinion or whatever, and it, some people can get away with voicing that stuff. You're the CEO of this company. Exactly. You have so many people underneath <laughs> you, and to come out publicly about this, you're just he should know better. He should he should know better. I mean, it, even even at a much smaller company that I work at, like we're told all the time, like not all the time, but we're just told every once in a while, like, hey, what you put on social media could come back and reflect on the company. Yeah. And, and you hear that all the time, like, you know, oh, so-and-so didn't get hired because of what they put on social media because they checked out their Facebook after they interviewed and all that stuff. Like, as a CEO, I'm with you. You should have known better to put something out there like that, even if this is what he believes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, there's there was other embarrassing stuff that came out. I'm not sure if you saw. He I has a Christian metal band. Oh, God. And he put his own songs in Killing Floor. Oh, Jesus. And if you look up the lyrics, <laughs> it is embarrassing as fuck. Like, what are they? Oh, God. Um... <laughs> Oh shit! I'd have yikes. To, uh, kill um, killing floor floor music lyrics. Oh god, what is? Oh man. God, I I don't I can't bring it up here real yeah, quick, but it's like, fine. I'd have to go back on Twitter and and feed and. Scroll a little bit. So. <laughs> yeah. To but, me, yeah. It's just, God. Yeah, it's, he's, it, he's an, hmm. I did the bad thing of, like, scrolling back through his tweets. Mm. And it's not necessarily a surprise. It's not necessarily a surprise that he's like this, and this is, this is just the thing that pushed it over the edge. Yeah. To me, too, like... I don't know. This isn't even like a left versus right thing. Like, it's one of those things that gets so frustrating to me with politics, climate change, whatever. Everybody knows what the right thing is. Yeah, there and is. That's what's so fucking frustrating to me about that that bill. I mean, it's horrible. Like, it's you're so gonna say horrible. that this little fucking blob is a person? Yeah, and most people don't even know they're pregnant at six weeks. Yeah, like, c- come on, man. It's just, it's crazy. Like Absolutely there are, crazy. Mm. and then the whole like bounty portion of it is just so fucked up. Yeah. Like, wow, no. Yeah, so, it's, it's yeah, it's fucked up. Um, and yeah, I'd... So yeah, it's just a yeah. I feel I feel bad yes. for people in Texas who can't get away from that for whatever reason. Like, you can't afford to leave, or you you can't afford. You, it, you don't want to leave the community you've grown up around um, because it's not necessarily them that support this. It's just, yeah, I, I really feel bad for the people who are stuck in that situation where Absolutely. they have to live with a government that decides to uh, do this kind of stuff. And, like, it, Texas claims to be, like, oh, we're all about freedom and freedom and freedom, but mm-hmm. not, not about these things because of arbitrary reasons because men in power are just awful that's what's bizarre about the whole pro-life pro-choice debate 
in the first place to me. Yeah. A lot of times with uh, just conservative parties. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, most of the time they're about freedom and, you know, get out of here. To, you know, I don't want the government in my business. And then they do stuff like that. It's like, okay, what, uh, you guys are fucking hypocrites. Um, yeah. In yeah, like, yeah, sure. The free speech you can say whatever you want, but we <laughs> all learn from there are very consequences. Young <laughs> yes. There are consequences to things that you say. And this is one of them. You're not you're not free from criticism. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And neither are we. Uh, no. So if we fuck up, you let us know. We'll fix that. Um, there. I, I guess it's time to end the show here. So so I guess yeah. If we fuck up, there there, there are a couple ways you can tell us. One way is by review bombing us <laughs> on whatever podcast app you're using. Or sending us emails at playstationreportpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at PS Report Podcast. You can find me at the Arctic Sloth. You can find Tyler and his YouTube channel at Plugged On Vids. Until next time, be good to each other, play your video games, and. Vroom, vroom, vroom. Hey, what's up? Oh, wait, no. Let's just talk about racing. Let's just talk about racing here real quick. I, I forgot that I could cut this out and put it yeah. at the end. Yeah. Let, let's just let's just get right into it. Oh, man. What a race, Tyler, at at Monza. It's spicy. It was spicy. It, it, was, it was spicy last year. Yeah. Monza keeping on delivering. Absolutely. Just an amazing uh, race week. Um, they tested out the uh, sprint qualifying again this week. I didn't actually watch the sprint sprint you race. You didn't miss much. Okay. Like basically, the only action was uh, on like literally at the beginning. Lewis got a horrible start and dropped back to like fifth, and Pierre Gasly ran into the back of a McLaren and broke his front wing and went <laughs> boom, way off into a whatever they call that turn three after the chicane. Yeah, um, the Curva Grande. Yeah, yeah, that was it. I mean, after that, the field settled into position. Fucking, that, that was it. Mm. <laughs> there was not much to it. Yeah. It was kind of boring. Yeah, which might have led you to believe that the race itself yeah. wouldn't live up to any kind of uh, any kind of hype here. Yeah. But, boy, were we wrong. <laughs> oh, well, boy. I would say the first 25 laps before pit stops happened was a complete snooze fest, in my opinion. I was like, no one is passing each other, and they're just, outside of the first lap, not much happened. But once pit stops happened, then it got very, very interesting to me. Yeah, it was I, pretty, barely entertaining the rest of the way. I'd like to point out how Danny Ricardo totally blew Max Verstappen away on the start. Oh, yeah. yeah. like Absolutely. He did. That was an awesome start from him. Yeah, and honestly, the way this race started was perfect from a neutral's perspective because you had a McLaren in front of the championship contender Max Verstappen. Yep. And then you had another McLaren in front of championship contender Lewis Hamilton. Yep. Which kind of held them in position and, you know, maybe in a way contributed to what happened. Maybe indirectly, maybe. but maybe kept the cars in place to where what happened later could occur. Yeah. 
there was, I think on the first lap, Lewis ended up getting past Lando Norris and was trying to pass Max going into the second chicane. And then Max just kind of ran him wide a little bit. Yeah, didn't give him yeah. any room. <laughs> we'll get back to that later. It looked like he did lock up a little bit more than he sh- probably should have, but but yes, he ran him wide. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, then then they were just kind of following the leader in a way. Yeah. In that order that you described. Yeah, and like it was <laughs> constant like the f- these supposed faster cars in the Red Bull and the Mercedes were trying to overtake the McLarens, mm-hmm. who seemed to have a really good race set up this weekend, that and just couldn't great. make it happen. Yeah, that car is great for a track like this. I mean, it's a pretty good car regardless, but they have just great, like, just straight line speeds. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so we go around like that for, what, 25 laps or so? Something like that, yeah. Um, and then pit stops start happening. I think first to come in was Danny Ricardo. Mm-hmm. Um, Apparently, like, Verstappen was like, uh, or maybe Verstappen's crew was like, hey, go a lap longer. We know your car's a little bit faster, but by then the the tires were shot from following. Mm -hmm. And then the pit stop for Max Verstappen was horrendous. 11 (laughs) seconds. Like, when you consider that they go for world records every single time they have a pit stop, at least for Max. Yeah, they are, like, by far the best pit. Uh, pit team like all season almost yeah yeah <laughs> 11 seconds i was like oh my god yeah that was bad and then at the same time lewis got past lando norris yes. finally yes finally <laughs> just right before he's about to take a pit yeah so everything's just going bad for max yeah um <laughs> so i guess fast forward like maybe a lap or two lewis comes into pit Max and Max has lost so much position, so much position on track because of his bad stop that Lewis actually comes out slightly ahead of Max Verstappen going into the chicane at the end yeah. of the start finish straight. Also point out Lewis had a slightly slower pit stop than they should have had too. Yeah. It was like four point something seconds, you know. Usually an F one pit stop's like two to three seconds yeah. in and out. And so Lewis was just a tad too long too, which if you think like maybe if they would have had just a normal pit stop none of this would have happened <laughs> yeah uh so lewis comes out slightly ahead into the chicane kind of pinches max out wide a little bit i would say so yeah, yeah. absolutely <laughs> but max tries to st- and tries to take the inside line towards the second half of the chicane mm-hmm. um it doesn't work for him the no. sausage curbs boom just bouncing him high mm-hmm there has been there have been fingers pointed both ways i i am of the mind that this is a racing incident 100% i'm with you and that like the the punishment of both of them going out of the race is probably enough yes um Weird. I think maybe the Red Bull PR team may have had a a word with Christian Horner because he was not as uh, explosive about this one um, as as previous crashes between these two. Um, but yeah, it would that was a scary crash because like did yeah, you, it was. yeah the the one angle like the halo totally saved Lewis like saved yeah. his life there because Definitely. there there was a part of Max's floor like the kind of side side skirt arrow bits that like smashed right down on top where his halo was yeah 
and even the tire kind of landed on his helmet a little bit. Yeah. So it's he's kind of lucky in a way that Max wasn't like trying to keep going or something like mm-hmm. that, you know, and had the rear tires weren't spinning. Yeah. I thought it was funny though, like Lewis stayed in his car longer and it was legitimately trying to get out. Yeah, trying to get <laughs> out from like, underneath the I car. I can fucking do this and we can salvage something out of this, yeah. maybe. But dude, yeah, it was kind of a scary crash, but I was like just laughing my ass off. I'm like, I can't fucking believe what just happened. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like holy shit. Now, on one hand, yeah, yes, Lewis did squeeze Max out, but oh, yeah. if I'm Max, I'm not trying to stick it around on the outside. You cut him back and you get him around because yeah. for Lewis to take that line, he's going to he's going to go a little bit deep into the corner. Yeah. So if you cut back and you can get him around the curve of Grande yeah. into the next Breaking that, zone. I think in hindsight, yeah, probably. But I think Max was probably thinking two things of like one, maybe three things actually. One, I need to get time back because mm-hmm. you know my pit stop was awful. Uh, two, I need to stay ahead of Lewis no matter what. And here is somewhat of an opportunity if I just drive it in a little bit deeper, I can get beside him. Maybe Lewis will back off. And then three, I, I must wonder if he thought like, okay, if I have to you know, kind of abort the fucking turn and go over the sausage curves like we saw a bunch. You know, I think Max knew, though, that Lewis had a better car than him, Mm. and if he got past him, there was no fucking way Max was going to get past Lewis again the rest of the race. Yeah. So I think that that's probably his thinking, you know, in hindsight. Yeah, could he have backed out? Sure, could... Lewis ran him so fucking wide, though. But that's, in a way, probably because Max ran him wide earlier. Like, every time these two come up next to each other, I just have, like, so much anxiety. Like, you know something bad's going to fucking happen. Yeah. And it happened again. Yeah. (laughs) Just just fucking crazy, dude. I just, uh, yeah, that was just such a wild turn of events all of a sudden in that race. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Max got a three three grid penalty. I imagine too, he'll probably take his penalty for uh, engine. Yeah, yeah, he'll and just do it all at once. And yeah, just get it over with, which probably works out. I mean, I Lewis, mean, Lewis is going to have to do it too. And the end of the year, Botas so. didn't have a bad race either today. No. From all the way at the back to uh, I, I think if he would have been able to start on pole, he would have fucking won that race. Yeah, like he was so strong in the sprint race. And he was just strong. Like, he seemed like he was the only car. Now, granted, the Mercedes is a very good car. But he seemed like he was the only one that could really pass anybody. And then he got kind of held up later in the race. Yeah, but I mean, part of that is he's he's passing some some yeah, slower cars. True, true. But, but yeah, I mean, he was, he was charging. Yeah, and I, I think it's interesting. Like, he very obviously doesn't really care what's happening between nope. Hamilton and Verstappen. Nope, he does not. I also thought it was a little... And why should he? Why should he? Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's not going to be there next year. They got rid of him for George Russell. Um, But I also thought during his uh, post-race interview that it was, like, kind of just bizarre that David Coulthard was uh, asking Valtteri about that crash when he didn't even see it. Yeah. it's He's, like, totally, like, side-railed his own fucking interview to be, like, what do you think of this? And it's like, what What do you expect him to say? He's not going to say anything yeah, juicy. He's just going to say, it's unfortunate, and move on. Like, And that was like almost the end of his interview, too. I'm like, 
this dude charged up through the fucking field. Like, come yeah. on, man. It's just ridiculous to ask him that right mm-hmm. then and there. That was stupid. But, yeah, Daniel Ricardo ended up winning the race. I thought that was awesome to see. Yeah. We got to see a shoey. God, I could not <laughs> so ever disgusting. stomach a shoey. Basically, for anyone who doesn't know. It makes me want to puke watching it. Yes. I guess he puts, like, the um, champagne or whatever yeah. in his shoe and then drinks it. The shoe that he was wearing while racing. And then other people start drinking from it, which, oh, that's just so disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Your sweaty fucking foot. That's got to be that an Australian. Sh- that That's got to be an Australian thing, man. Oh my god, damn! But even if you took away the Verstappen Hamilton crash, I still think it, it was a good shot that Daniel Ricciardo was going to win that race. He yeah, had a good and it was car, a good shot that it would have been. It was a good shot for McLaren one two also, yeah. like especially when you considered like how how they weren't able to pass the McLarens yeah. and. Put on top of that, like, the pit stops being as bad as they were. Yeah, because they had good pit stops, too, the McLarens. So, yeah, it was just awesome to see a McLaren 1-2 just because they've been so close to something like this for for a while now. Yeah, and... So, that was just real good kind of feel-good moment, I think. Yeah, uh, I didn't... I wasn't aware of this, though, but did you you know that if uh, Zach Brown made a promise to Daniel Ricciardo... About about um, driving an old Dale Earnhardt yes, car. Yes, I did. Yeah, because Daniel Ricciardo is a pretty big NASCAR fan. Yeah, especially Dale Earnhardt. Um, so yeah, I guess he's going to end up end up driving it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's you know what? Cool. I could totally see Daniel Ricciardo coming back yeah. to go- going to NASCAR if he's ever done with F one. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I could see that. That'd be cool. <sighs> but yeah, it was it was an interesting race for sure. It's just. Such a wild season. I don't think, we, too, we ended up recording before the Dutch Grand Prix last week. Oh, we don't need to talk about that. That was no. like that was not even a race, really. It really wasn't. Um, that track sucks for F1. Yeah. Yeah, it really wasn't that good. The, the only thing that was, like, that kept that race even remotely entertaining was because Lewis was kind of just pushing Max the whole way. It was yeah. like, is he going to get to him or not? And... He ended up not getting to him, and yeah, that. I there were three cars that finished on the lead lap. Yes. I mean, come on. Yes. Yeah, I'd, that was not a super duper entertaining race. I mean, it's always cool because we don't get to see it too often. Like, I think the only one I can really think of is uh, like Lewis winning in Silverstone. Is uh, just it is cool to see a driver win their home home race. Yeah, that is cool. Like the atmosphere. At Zandvoort was really cool, um, you know, just just like it was for Silverstone. So they just don't get to see that all too often. But yeah, I don't know, man. Five five point lead, still in the championship. Yeah. Also, too, I cannot believe like the next race. I think is the fifteenth race of the season. I cannot believe that Lewis hasn't crossed the hundred wins yet. That we're this far in and he yep. hasn't done it. I'm like, holy shit. I never would have guessed that at the beginning of the season because he, he won, like, three races very quickly. I think he won three of the first four. And, you know, it's only won one since. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's The lot, championship lot fight is, like, it's real. Oh, like, my God, is it real. Drive to survive. Mm, <laughs> they've got plenty to work with. Yeah. This has to just be an, an all-time F1 season. Yeah. In terms of just drama and... 
even like the most boring races still have like so much drama to them only because of how close everything is yeah it's just wild we'll see it's definitely coming down on the wire i think oh yeah it'll be i would not be surprised if like this isn't decided till the last day yes yeah abby dabby will actually maybe be entertaining who knows I, yeah, if if they actually have to race, we'll see what that track has to offer. Yes, exactly. Um, but yeah, yeah good that's, stuff. That's racing. Um, all right, yeah. it's, it's time to do a podcast about video games. <laughs>